Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-peanuts.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Ospo.com NHL DFS strategy show. Ten games to break down on this Monday afternoon. we got an hour to do it. Joined by Terry McBride. Team McBee, what's up, man? How was the weekend? Weekend was pretty good, man. A lot of basketball. Did some fantasy baseball drafts. Uh, so I had my big uh, keeper league draft this weekend. So a lot of fun. A lot of, uh, of sports-related stuff. And now I uh, just found out that I'm not getting a top shot pack in this drop they're doing. So you guys have my full attention. No, nothing's going to distract me from, uh, from this show now. Yeah. How about you, man? I, how's, how's I, your... Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. I got to check mine. So I'll check it. I'll check <laughs> yeah, it after check I introduce the first game. Uh, I actually forgot I joined that. So um, I don't know. I'm probably like 300 K. So I yeah, probably I mean... won't matter, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty eventful weekend in the NHL. Hopefully you guys, uh, did well and uh, carry that into today. If you didn't, daily fantasy sports for a reason. You got another crack at it tonight. We've got, uh, again, 10 games and then NBA. There's a slate going on for that. We'll have a ton of coverage as always. Um, you got PGA coming up in a couple days here. So hit the subscribe button and you'll know when we go live for not only this show, but all of our other shows. It's only going to help you out and it's the easiest way you can help us out uh, for free. And so, uh, that's what we got going on right now. You guys know normal schedule by now. I mean, we're going to be adding in baseball here in a couple weeks. Sounds like you're pretty excited for that, right? Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. That's my favorite sport overall. It's my favorite to cover for fantasy. So yeah, I I'm psyched. Cannot wait. I've already done, I think six drafts just in like random Yahoo pro league drafts. I've got another one that I'm going to do tonight. So I just, I fire away on those things. I love it. All right, I'm 93,000, so I think I don't have a chance, right? Like, Yeah, that's like 30,000 failed transactions. Yeah. They don't run that cold. So, yeah, so that's, that's a close the laptop or close the phone type of night. So hopefully you don't have that in NHL DFS tonight, but Top Shot feels like that's pretty much every single time. Uh, as you guys see up on the top right above Terry's head, we are presented by Jock Market. They are turning fantasy sports into a stock exchange they allow you to buy and sell shares of players in real time with real money, guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of the night. Uh, our producer, Tyler, who is not producing today, it's Jordan behind the scenes. So 
Uh, anyways, Tyler is, he's been playing a lot of jock market and doing pretty well. He had a good night with Dylan Larkin about a week ago. Um, and so if he's doing it, you guys should be grinding it as well. You can use the pregame IPO to pick up shares, of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold during the game, uh, based on your analysis at any given time. You can download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code. If you haven't, uh, used this yet, make sure you listen up Osmo 20 for a $20 bonus. Uh, on your first deposit. This is only exclusive to the Osmo community. So if you are listening to the show on podcast or on YouTube, um, you got a chance to take advantage and get 20 free bucks on your first deposit. All right. What are your initial thoughts on this slate, Terry? It seems like a ton of options. Yeah, we've got lines all over the place that we can go to. There's value plays on the board. There's some teams that we can just kind of not maybe scratch off entirely, but really don't have to dig too deep into. So, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting slate. A lot of depth for 10 games. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I, I can't wait to break this one down, uh, get your thoughts. And so let's get right into it. We'll start with Buffalo and the New York Rangers. 2.2 implied total for the Sabres, 3.4 for the Rangers. Not seeing a whole lot of changes on the Rangers side. In fact, I don't see much of anything changing um, specifically for their top two lines, Strom still with Panarin and Blackwell, Zibanejad, Kreider, and Buchnevich uh, as your top line. Probably going to see opposing top competition for the Sabres, which will be Hall with Dylan Cousins and Sam Reinhart. I think they've played a couple games together, but not a whole lot of a sample size of anything on the Sabres. They've been a poor team to say the least, and uh, not healthy. So that's usually not too. Uh, that's usually not a good combination. So I'm thinking we're going to be liking some Rangers here. What are you drawn to in this one, Terry? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, fire away all systems go on uh, the Rangers top line. I uh, can probably get to a, a pretty good amount of that Rangers second line as well. Uh, we know all about the those two combinations, but uh, just to put it on the boards, uh, 433.40 going back to the start of last year for that top line, 51.34% Corsi 4 percentage, 28 to 12 uh, at even strength and goals four, which is a 70% goals four advantage. Their goal, expected goals four is 52% advantage. So still ahead of the curve there, 83 to 77 in high danger chances generated, 16 to eight conversions. So just a dynamic, dangerous line when they're uh, at full strength. And they seem to be playing a little bit better. Booch has been really rolling over their last, you know, 10, 12 games. Uh, Zabanajad getting it back a little bit after a really cold start to the season. Uh, it was nice. One of the highlights of my uh, recent week, or uh, I think it was last week, was uh, texting my uh, Flyers friend when the oh. Rangers lit him up for nine goals. <laughs> that was a fun one. So, had, uh, got got... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 I'm good. I was just saying, uh, you mentioned his cold start. He got it all, uh, pretty much got it back all in one game, six point performance against those Flyers. So, yeah, that had to be nice to brag a little bit about your Rangers there. Yeah, for sure. And they haven't given me a ton of opportunities through the season. So, it was nice to uh, get that back. And then uh, that second line, like you said, getting uh, Panarin back on that line. Strom is, is good. He's effective when he plays with Panarin. Uh, Blackwell. You know, you take him, he's a very inexpensive piece if you want to round that line out. If you wanted to leave him off, I don't think you're really costing yourself too, too much. He's played fairly well, six goals, four assists on the season, but he, he's a couple tiers down in uh, terms of talent. Um, I think that third line could be a little sneaky. We talked about it the last time out. Uh, it's just basically the kids all playing together. Some uh, high-end talent with uh, Philip Hadel centering uh, Alex Lafreniere and uh, Capo Caco. 
haven't really put a ton together, only 39-13 together so far, 51.67. Uh, Corsi 4 scored once, given up no goals, uh, but a 60.34 expected goals advantage. So fairly strong in that uh, in that category. And again, just a lot of very high-end kids uh, learning to play together. So it's a line that not a ton of people are going to be on. They're not very expensive. Could be a little bit sneaky against a super weak and uh, very bad team. Yeah, I think so. The Rangers is the main focus here. Uh, just to get the Sabres out of the way, I think I'll take some stabs on the top line. I'm seeing almost no ownership. You get a really cheap haul in Ryan Hart. And at the worst case, uh, you know, if they score a couple goals, they might not kill you and might even allow you to cash a few lineups uh, for that price. So you're getting two pretty talented players, Hall especially, um, a little underpriced. Rangers haven't been a juggernaut defensively, although they have been pretty decent, I will say. And the 2.2 goal total, says it all. So really, maybe some of the, the Sabres top line for me, that's probably all I'm going to on their side. On the Rangers, uh, if I was hand-building lineups uh, tonight, I think I would get to a ton of Rangers power play stacks. And I think I still will get to some, uh, but like it is a little bit expensive to go Kreider, Zibanejad, and Panarin. And those would be the guys that probably want the most that play yeah. top power play minutes. Plus throwing Fox, his price has come down a little bit, but 5,200. I feel like they might be uh, a little bit popular on a 10 game slate. It's not, a, it's not a big deal. Uh, when you're in the low double digits in terms of ownership, this top line, I'm still going to be around where the field's at, I think on them. And I'll probably be over the field on Rangers too. Um, I'll leave Blackwell on in some, otherwise I'll go with like the Strom Panarin and Zabanjad or Kreider with Adam Fox type of stack as well. So mm -hmm. you get two guys in the top power play on each of the top two lines. So I like that. Um, power play stack of course an amazing option here against this lowly Sabres team and probably Carter Hutton so yeah I love the Rangers here but I don't think I'm saying anything that anyone's gonna really disagree with hard to find reasons to not stack against the Sabres tonight yeah, for sure. Uh, Sabres are uh, 22nd in the league with 99 goals against uh, 16th of the 78.26% uh, penalty kill. Uh, Rangers penalty, power play hasn't been great, only 14.6%, the uh, 26th in the league. Their penalty kill has been awesome, third in the league with 86.6%, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they're ninth in the league, by the way, 78 goals against, so... How dare you tear down my Rangers and their defensive prowess? They've been no, excellent this year. <laughs> they've been they've been pretty good defensively this season. Surprisingly good for a Rangers team. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's a, a bit of a surprise on that uh, on that side yeah. for sure. Pretty good uh, up and coming young team. So yeah. I think you've got some things to be excited about in the next few years. Maybe not this season, but yeah. a couple that of years that they sent worked out well so far. Yeah. Uh, speaking of young players, Andre Miller, twenty eight hundred. Don't mind him as punts, and then Truba at four K. They don't really go well with either of the top two lines because since they're on that second power play, but I think you can play them as a one-off uh, certainly tonight for those prices. Yeah, and that second power play, that second power play could be a little sneaky. They're not that expensive with Booch and uh, Hadel and uh, Kako out there and grab one of those defensemen, Condre Miller would be the, uh, the one I would prefer. You're doing that pretty damn cheap and not with a ton of ownership on it. So again, just a, a little bit of a different look at what should be a very effective uh, unit and a very good spot. All right, uh, let's go to Carolina and Columbus. We've got a three implied total for the Hurricanes, 2.5 for the Jackets. Nadelkovic and Corpusalo are your expected goalies here. Blue Jackets love to change up their lines pretty much every game, before the game, during the game, uh, in between periods. Like, it's just, you just never know what they're going to do. So on a 10-gamer here, I don't have a whole lot of interest on the, the Blue Jackets side, especially with the two and a half implied total. Um, 
But if you feel good about a line, feel free to, to point it out. And then Hurricanes, pretty low total for them. So Jackets getting some respect from Vegas, only three uh, flat implied goals here. But they've got two playable lines, I think, on a big slate that aren't getting much ownership at all. So what do you like in this one? Yeah, definitely would come down uh, stronger on the Kane side of things for sure. I think those are two uh, pretty good lines up top. Uh, top unit, 88, um, essentially 88 minutes together this year, 55.63% uh, uh, Corsi 4, 4 to 1 uh, in goals scored, uh, which is an 80% goals for advantage. Comes down to a 55.16 in expected goals, but still have the advantage. 16 to 8 in high danger chances generated. So they're doing everything right, controlling the puck well and uh, converting on their chances. Second unit, uh, similar amount of time, 88, uh, 88 minutes together. Uh, I've got them at the 49.33, so just slightly under uh, average in the Corsi, but uh, 44 to 3 goals for uh, with a strong uh, goals for advantage, 20 to 15 in high danger chances generated. I think we can get to both the uh, Svechnikov, Stahl, and Jesper Faust line and the Aho Niederreiter, Nikas line. Both are, are looking good and not really drawing a ridiculous amount of ownership, more on FanDuel, uh, particularly that top line is approaching 10% each. But on DK, they're all in that like 5% or, or below range. So I like that a lot, getting to those guys. Um, you know, going up against a, a Columbus team that's okay, but uh, only a, a team 46.08 uh, Corsi 4 percentage as a team. This is going to be a puck control uh, spot for Carolina. They, they have a tremendous advantage in that, uh, in that area. So definitely like the Carolina side of things. I think you can, you know, maybe mix and match some of the Blue Jackets lines, but they don't really stand out. Uh, if you take that top line uh, the way it was listed with Bjorkstrand, Stenland, and Lane, uh, if you boil that down to Lane and Bjorkstrand together, they've got a 107-minute sample together, 42.13 Corsi 4 percentage, pretty weak, trailing in goals 4 uh, four to 7, so they've given up more goals than they've scored. I just, there's not a ton to love there. I think you can get to little pieces of that, maybe look to the power play with like Rosovich and Atkinson and Lane something along those lines, but not one of the go-to teams for me. And uh, they rank pretty far down the board uh, in the top stacks tool too. Yeah. Yeah. Really tough to find things to love about the blue jackets or feel confident about at the very least. Like yeah. even if you did love one of these lines, um, like are they going to be split up mid first period? It's possible. It happens all the time. So on a big slate, I usually just try to limit what I do with Columbus, even if they're popping up as good values. Um, maybe you want to attack that power play. Like you said, Columbia or uh, Carolina, about 3.3 time shorthand per game. That's one of the higher marks in the league. So you want to just take the power play one guys don't really have an issue with that. Um, I like the stall Svechnikov Jesper Foss line 14 one for this line that has really good five on five numbers going up against whoever. I think they're going to have the advantage at five on five. You get stall and uh, Svechnikov on the top power play. You can add them with Dougie or just play them as one of the cheap fillers. 2.3% ownership in the top stacks tool right now. Uh, that looks pretty good to me. Not, not to say that I don't have interest in the Ajo line. I definitely do, but it is a little bit pricier. Um, you know, DK has priced up Niederreiter and that's just playing with Ajo in the last couple of games. Ajo is not cheap, 7,500. So I think I'll be sticking to mostly Carolina two in this game, maybe a sprinkle of a power play stack with Aho and Svechnikov and Stahl. But uh, that's really about all I've got in this one for forwards. Um, defenseman Pesci, I've been getting to a bunch of him lately. 4,200, more of a one-off guy. And uh, Savard, I guess, is still really cheap. 3,300. I didn't notice him coming up in my crunches, but I might have to give him a couple <laughs> thumbs up here in FC because it could be a spot where 
he's uh, looking to block some shots, and he's one of the better guys in the league at that. Yeah, averaging uh, 1942 uh, in ice time, 69 blocks in their uh, what 32 games, pretty solid. Yeah, so yeah, you can you can definitely get cheap with him there. And uh, just a note on the uh, on the Carolina power play, that's a good call. Uh, league leading uh, 32 uh, 31.25% power play going up against 27th in the league, 73.33% uh, penalty kill. So if they can get on the power. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks. The most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100 that's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy play on the uh, cane side of things that's uh, a pretty likely spot yeah all right let's go to a fun one edmonton and montreal three implied total for the oilers 3.1 for the canadians mike smith expected to go against carry price um I don't remember if we had these Montreal lines earlier in the week, so I can just read them off for you guys to know back with Tatar and Gallagher, uh, Suzuki with Jonathan Duran and Josh Anderson, Kutka Niemi with Armia, no Tyler Toffoli. Again, he's out for the next, I think, at least three games, so it's going to be Arturi Lekkanen on that third line. Dirt cheap third line against Edmonton depth. That's one I'm probably going to look at a little bit. And then uh, on the Edmonton side, I, I think it was – more speculation, but one of the beat writers tweeted out that McDavid and, or uh, Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins would be swapped. So Dreisaitl would be playing wing on McDavid's line with Jesse Pugliarvi, and then uh, Nugent Hopkins would be centering Cahoon and Josh Archibald. So could have the uh, the big two together, McDavid and Dreisaitl, at five on five. They're obviously going to be together on the power play, but uh, seems like a lot to like here, Terry. What, what are you uh, liking the most? Yeah, I mean, uh, we can definitely fire away, particularly if uh, Dreisaitl's on that top line. Uh, 29-34 together with him on that line uh, back to the start of last year. 68.66% Corsi 4. Six to nothing in goals so far. That's 100%, obviously, uh, against an 81.23% expected goals for advantage. Seven to three in high danger chances generated. Uh, one zip in, uh, in high danger goals converted. Without Dreisaitl on that line, they're still excellent. 249-46, Corsi 4. It's a you can go to that line either way, whichever you know, way they put that together. And I think that applies to, to both of the top two there. Um, so no real issues going to uh, either configuration of it. Um, just want to see whether the, uh, yeah, the top line obviously is, uh, is ranking out well. And that's with, uh, we've got them fourth overall on the board, it looks like before making the change. So that's with Nugent Hopkins still on that line. So I think they pop up probably to the top there uh, or maybe second. And then I think we see that uh, second line come in somewhere in like that top 10 range uh, once after that change. So going to be very interesting uh, on the Edmonton side of things. And I think there's definitely some lines in play on the Montreal side of things as well. Uh, that top line 
Haunted experience together, 793.18, dating back to the start of last year, 61.81% Corsi 4 advantage, 50 to 29 goals for, uh, it's a 63.29 actual versus a 62.32 expected, right in line. Uh, 218 to 119 in high danger chances generated. Love that. Tremendous advantage there. Uh, and 30, 30 converted to 18 given up. So just excellent in uh, not only generating, but converting on those high danger chances. Second line, uh, also excellent. 222, uh, 28 back to the start of last year. 5479 Corsi 4. Uh, 37, 28 in high danger chances. 11, uh, 11 drawn even on, uh, on goals for. But uh, 59 uh, expected goals, 59.32% uh, expected goals for percentage. So also just an excellent line to go to. Montreal definitely has the advantage at five on five, as they do almost every single game. I feel like we talk about it every time they play. And I probably do. Um, their top two lines are really awesome at five on five. And I don't know who's going to go up against the McDavid line in the past. It's mostly been to know Tatar Gallagher up against opposing top competition. Um, but I've noticed recently, at least in a couple spots, they've played a lot of the Suzuki line against McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and uh, Pugliarvi. So, um, or not, not Nugent Hopkins. Well, it could be Nugent Hopkins, but we saw Dreisaitl earlier this morning. So um, I would want whatever line we don't think is going to face the most time against McDavid, just as a general rule. And so I, I think it's going to be the Suzuki, Druen, and Anderson line. So uh, they're lower owned as well. Uh, looks like they're all on the top power play together. Not that Montreal is great on the power play, but nice little bonus there for the cheaper line. Um, top line is very cheap as well. So I don't really have an issue going to either of the top two Montreal lines, but looking at the ownership difference and I think there's a better chance the Suzuki line faces off against the Edmonton depth. Uh, I will be leaning to there if I could only have one. And then I mean, it's not a big deal if you like if you guess wrong on the Edmonton lines and you guess that it's going to be dry cycle ends up being Nugent Hopkins with McDavid. Like they're all going to play together some. They'll probably take some shifts together. Uh, they're going to play the power play together. And that's really what you want here. It's not an amazing five on five spot for the Oilers, but Montreal just takes so many penalties and they're below average at killing them off and give up a bunch of uh take a bunch of penalties against Edmonton, who's great at drawing them, you're just going to be in a pretty rough spot more often than not. So some sort of Edmonton power play stack is like, is how I like to, uh, to attack this here right now. They're my highest zone stack. I don't really see that changing by the time it gets a lock unless the ownership comes way up. But uh, yeah, I love both sides here, specifically Edmonton power play. And then the Suzuki line. I like a lot. Anything else? Blue liners. Uh, at, uh, Montreal three, do you like those guys at all? I don't think uh, they have I much of a sample. Yeah, I didn't write up their their sample, but I mean, there's certainly some scoring on there, and you're getting to them with like no ownership and no yeah. cost on them, uh, particularly on DraftKings, where they're uh, actually both sites they're super cheap, but they're a little bit less on uh, on DK and just nobody there. So yeah, I think we can get to them uh, as you know, mix them in. Uh, don't go completely haywire with putting them in, but uh, yeah, I think they're in play. Yeah, you usually don't get to third lines more than like two, 3% on a slate of this size. But I think I might allow for a little bit more for this Montreal three line. Just the Edmonton depth is pretty brutal. Whenever McDavid and Dreisaitl are on the ice, um, they're, they're just not good. And so a potentially a pretty solid third line at almost no ownership at no cost, like you said, is appealing to me tonight. Yeah. Weber goes, and 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to speak to your point about uh, about the Edmonton depth being a little bit weak when you know when you consider their team. 49.73% uh, team Corsi 4. They were 47.87 last year, so they've actually improved it a little bit. But when you're talking about a team with a dominant line and some dominant players up top that you know handle their business, that gets ugly pretty fast to bring it down to that level as a team. So, yeah, that's that's depth you can definitely attack there. Yeah. Uh, you got Nurse and Tyson Berry. As is usually the case, I'm playing Tyson Berry, especially at this price, 6700 exclusively with Edmonton power play stacks or Edmonton one stacks. And then Darnell nurse. I think you can play with whoever If you want to play them with Edmonton one. That might be a differentiation point at a hundred dollars cheaper than Barry on DK. Um, but he's the one off guy that I want to target on the Edmonton blue line. Um, just correlating, I think on the Montreal side with Weber, with the Suzuki line, Petrie goes a little bit better with Tatar and Gallagher uh, on that second PP. Anything else here? Any love on the blue line for uh, super cheap and unpopular uh, Adam Larson, 1914 average ice time, 96 block shots in 34 games. I mean, if this is like, he's probably got the three blocks bonus in him here. It's just, 4,200, like you might, you probably need a little bit more than that. So I haven't looked at all the defensemen or like compared them to a guys around his price, but that's going to be a guy that's probably going to get the blocks bonus tonight just because yeah. of how good Montreal is at generating shot attempts at five on five. Yeah, seems likely. And uh, only 3,600 on FanDuel, I think, is uh, definitely a, uh, an easy price to plug in as just a, uh, you know, kind of a scratch one off. Yeah. All right, let's go to Calgary and Ottawa. We've got a 3.4 applied total for the Flames, 2.7. For the Sens, Markstrom and Gustavsson uh, going for the Senators. I believe it's his first NHL start. Sens mixing it up. Uh, tyranny with Kachuk and Brown. That's going to downgrade that line, at least defensively. Norris with Stutzla and Batherson. And then Colin White with Paul and Dadenoff. We've seen that line uh, play for a couple hundred minutes, I think, so far. So nothing new there. On the Calgary side, they're going with Lindholm, Kachuk, and Sam Bennett. Monahan, Drew, Richie, we've seen for a few games. Then that third line that has really good numbers. So uh, definitely some options here. Big total on the Calgary side. Are you uh, going to Calgary here? Yeah, I think Calgary's uh, in play. I think they've got some interesting pieces there. Um, I actually flagged their uh, third line as being a little bit interesting. One of the uh, few third lines. We talked about them, I think, last time as well, that Lucic, uh, Backlund, Manjapane line. I think they're somewhat interesting. 149.25 together, 56.67. It's 56.67% Corsi for uh, eight to seven goals for advantage, which is a 53.3% actual, but a 60.49% expected goals for advantage. Pretty good. Uh, 31 to 22 in high danger chances generated. Converted on four, gave up three, so that draws uh, some of those uh, expected versus actual float closer together. But I think there's, you know, some. They're a scrappy line. They're a tough line, and I think they can convert and score. So I, I like that getting to them. Top line, uh, 194 minutes together, uh, just a little below average, 49.1% Corsi 4, but a nice 16 to 6 goals for advantage, which is 72.7%. Oddly, that drops, though, to 46% expected goals for. So they're actually outperforming by far uh, what they should be doing. Uh, 28 to 26 high danger chances, eight to four high danger goals. So that's uh, part of where they've uh, gotten that done is uh, the advantage in uh, high danger. But uh, it's interesting, you know, if they can keep it up and keep getting lucky that way, 
then, you know, certainly we can go to them. And since we're only really worried about their offense, we can continue doing that. But it's just a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a ding to that, uh, how that line comes together as a whole. Uh, and then on the second line, uh, when you take uh, Monaghan and Gaudreau as a duo, you've got uh, over, th- over 1,100 minutes uh, of time together, uh, 50.7% Corsi 4. 47 to 43 goals for advantage uh, with a 50.26 expected uh, advantage per, uh, percentage advantage. So strong, uh, strong pairing there, strong line uh, there. So I think you've got three lines that you can kind of roll through on the Calgary side of things against what is not a good Ottawa team. Yeah, definitely not a good Ottawa team and starting this goalie who's apparently not ready to play in the NHL, but for a number of reasons, uh, mostly just injuries, uh, he's being thrust into a starting position tonight. And it is a big total against him. So I I don't have a problem playing Calgary here, especially in MME. I'm going to have some, but I think I'm going to be below the field on both of the top two Calgary lines. And then I've been, we've been liking this third line. We've talked about him a couple of times. Uh, Josh Cliffy, they've talked about him a bunch, but just really good numbers for the back of Lucic and Manjupani line. They're cheap. They're going to get probably, I mean, pretty good matchups here. Uh, you don't want to face Kachuk, but with Tierney and Brown, uh, Kachuk line has not been very good at all defensively. So um, at first I was going to come on here and just, you know, talk about how I wanted to fade Calgary, but since they put that line together, they're probably going to face off against Lindholm and Kachuk. And so I think that's the the Calgary line I would rather play. uh, If you're comparing the Lindholm line to the Monaghan line. So I guess I'm making somewhat of a stand there, but I don't really believe in the spot that much for Calgary's top two lines. They just haven't been all that good at generating chances at five on five. It is a good power play spot and it is a goalie that has no experience in the NHL. So they've got that going for them for sure. I just think for the ownership, um, if I was hand building, you know, one to three lineups, I don't think I would end up on Calgary and I might even end up on some Ottawa here. Uh, you can go to the top, like any of the, the three lines that they've got, but Norris, Stutzla, and Batherson is the one that I think I'm going to get to the most, and they're showing pretty much no ownership right now. So I'm feeling pretty good about that on the Ottawa side. Uh, this is a game that I know is going to frustrate me. So I, I was hoping maybe I could talk myself into something that I love here, but I don't really love a whole lot despite the big total here. Yeah, and I think those Ottawa guys are in play. They're they're a little weird though. We've talked them up a, a few times uh, during the season. They've had that Stutzel and uh, and Batherson combination that's come through and scored some goals. Uh, but when you actually look at some of the numbers, top line below average Corsi four, second line below average Corsi four by a lot at thirty nine point seven four as the full unit. Uh, if you take Stutzel and Batherson together, one hundred and sixty nine minutes for them as a duo, forty seven point seven percent Corsi four. So just five on five, they're not great with puck control the third line is pretty good uh, 193 minutes 57.49 percent course you four but they get beat up on the goal side of things so the scoring lines just kind of you know go back and forth a little bit not great with puck control uh but to your point they're a team that can be attacked on uh, the power play uh they are 24th in the league 74.76 percent penalty kill so maybe if you are going to some of the flames uh do it on the power play but just overall, uh, maybe think a little bit on the on that flame side. I think Senators last in the league with 129 goals against. That's 19 more than the Canucks in two fewer games. Canucks are second worst in the league in goals against. That is a lot of goals against. 
you're not making me feel good about being pretty low on, <laughs> on the flames here, but I know what I'm going to Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm prepared to be let down here uh, and trying to outsmart myself. But yeah, like the Calgary onslaught, if you were onslaughting a team and if I, I, there's a Maybe chance I'm just completely dead wrong here, you could just go Lynn Kachuk with one or both of my hand Gaudreau throwing Hannafin. You've got a reasonably priced four or five man stack. Uh, if they put up a handful of goals, hard to believe that those guys don't get involved. So there's, there's ways to, uh, to hedge a little bit here. Uh, I'll be thinking about that by the time we get to lock and probably end up with a handful of those, but yeah. Um, just the ownership is getting me off Calgary a little bit. Yeah. You'd like a a more trustworthy team in general uh, for that kind of ownership when you're paying that kind of freight on it. And they're not inexpensive either, you know, going to those guys uh, on the top two lines at least. So definitely, you know, worth considering, but uh, there are, there are reasons to get away. You weren't, uh, you weren't far afield. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is the double Kachuk game. So the Kachuk brothers squaring off against each other, the Matt and Brady Kachuk stack, obviously going to be the nuts here. Let's go to the Islanders and the Flyers 2.9 implied total for the Islanders 2.6. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Six for the Flyers. Barlamov expected to go against Brian Elliott, who is confirmed for the Flyers. Big question mark here, and it is a big one, is whether or not Sean Couturier is going to play. And if he does play, it sounds like he's nursing a hip injury. So it's probably not 100%. I, okay, I, I don't think I could play Couturier for this price, uh, even if he does play. Like it, it just sounds like he's not even close to 100%. But um, maybe some interest in some of these flyer lines. This isn't a, a super appealing game to me, but maybe you've got something else here, Terry. Yeah, I, I wrote it up with Couturier in there. So, uh, you know, they look okay. But this is a game where I, I respect both teams. I think both teams are relatively good uh, in what they do. Uh, Flyers fifth in the East, Islanders second in the East. They are, you know, there's not a lot of holes. There's not a lot of spots that really jump out. Uh, if Couturier is out there, 153-42 for that line, 60% there, Corsi 4, 12-12 even up in goals uh, with a little bit of an edge in their expected goals at 57% versus the 50% mark. 20-16 to 16 high danger chances. Uh, the second line sub-average in, uh, in puck control of 45.9%, Corsi 4, seven goals scored to four allowed, uh, but a sub-50% uh, expected goals for advantage, 17 to 21, so they give up more high-danger chances than they've generated. Just not a ton that really jumps off the page. They're just kind of, you know, they are who they are. I think they're priced appropriately for who they are. You've got the Couturier question mark. 
it's just a lot of, you know, nothing really solid going up against this Islander team. And it's similar coming back the other way yeah. for lines that we've talked about a few times this year that we like. I just don't see anybody really jumping off the page as a must play, uh, you know, with that top line on the Islander side of things. Uh, if you boil it down to Barzal and Eberle, you've got a nice sample, 885 minutes, 54.77, uh, Corsi 4, 44 to 36 goals for advantage with a 233 to 147 high danger chances uh, advantage. So that's a spot that, you know, is a little bit obvious uh, to call out the top line of, of the better team. But I think that would be, you know, the, the main focus spot. And they're not getting a ton of attention. So that's probably, you know, the one line that I would maybe uh, you know, land on a little bit heavily. And then the others are kind of just mix and match and, uh, and sprinkle them in if you're running a big uh, MME slate. Yeah, for MME, I think the my probably my favorite target here is Giroux with Lindblom and Voracek. Uh, there is an issue right now with Voracek on FC. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but he wasn't showing up when I was downloading the player list. So just be aware of that. If you're not getting to Voracek, that could be why you might just have to make that manual uh, change, put him on the correct line. And then uh, you're good to go if you're using Fantasy Cruncher. Um, yeah, I just I don't feel good about a lot in this game, but just wanted to point out that third line for the Flyers. And then I think, you know, two third lines in a five-and-a-half implied total game. But I think I just like the look of Bovillier with Peugeot and Wallstrom. Seems like a pretty talented line. Definitely some goal scoring to be had there. I hate what the Islanders are doing with Komarov on the top line. If he was going to play, like, 16, 17 minutes – up on the top line, that'd be one thing because he's not very talented offensively, but played like 12 and a half minutes in the first game. And uh, even if they're getting the 70 to 80% Sean Couturier, uh, that's going to be the match if Couturier plays. He's going to go up against Isles 1. And so that's not really something I'm interested in, especially with the low totals. So mostly passing on this game, we'll be mixing in some uh, some third lines on both sides as deep MME plays. Anything on the blue line that sticks out? Um, you can get to pieces, I guess, you know, Ghost Pierre is not getting any ownership at all and not that expensive playing on the top power play, uh, five goals, three assists on the season, 25 block shots. You can get a couple blocks and uh, a little power play two action out of Provorov as well. Uh, but he costs more and I don't know if I love that similar story on uh, on the Islanders side of things with uh, you know each guy on uh, plant that plays on the power play you're getting a lot of ownership on Pulak though uh, 13% on DK 10% on FanDuel I think they're probably just better spots yeah I, I think there's a lot of better spots for defensemen here um, Pulak I like to play him with Isles one but obviously no Anders Lee for the rest of the season if they had Bovillia up there I'd probably be more interested in playing like an Isles one stack but um yeah, probably the game I'm least interested in tonight. Um, and then for the defenseman, I think there's better punts kind of all the way around. So let's just move it on. Actually, just want to mention before we move it on, we've got a March Madness pack. If you missed out on the first weekend, uh, we've still got some content coming out for you. $29.99 if you want access to Mac Jeske's projections. Who uh, I don't know if you saw it, Terry, but Alex tweeted out a screenshot. He just plugged in the projections, I'm sure. He accounted for ownership in some way, and uh, he had a really nice night playing college basketball yesterday. So he said no slates nice. off. That means no slates off for you guys as well. Have you gotten into the college basketball DFS game, Terry? I should. I haven't. Um, I've been, you know, bracket-wise, and then uh, all weekend long, like I said, I was doing a lot of baseball stuff. So uh, just haven't gotten into it. But uh, hopefully, yeah, in the next week or so, uh, you know, as, uh, as we get into these next rounds, 
I'm definitely planning on it. I've seen nothing but good feedback from our uh, from our crowd. I've seen a lot of good screenshots uh, from our people and from uh, from the audience out there. So I'm missing out, I think. Yeah. So if you guys want to uh, not miss out any longer, head to ospo.com slash join, check out the March Madness package and uh, you'll be all set. If you got any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. My DMs are open. I've also got free premium content for today. NHL rankings. If you want to get a peek behind the paywall, that's how you do it. Nightbot will hook you up with that link and then NBA rankings as well are free. So just check out Nightbot. They'll have links for you as we go along here. Let's go to the Ducks and the Wild. 2.1 apply total for the Ducks. 3.4 for the Wild. Ryan Miller expected to go for the Ducks against Cam Talbot. He is confirmed for the Wild. They did some swapping. Minnesota did. Uh, Marcus Johansson going to be back in the lineup with Erickson Eck and Greenway, which looks to be their shutdown line against Getzlaff and Raquel. And then you've got two wild lines, uh, Rask, Kaprizov, and Zuccarello. That's a line that we've got a sample of. Hartman with Parisi and Fiala, certainly a playable line for cheap. Um, what do you like on this Minnesota side? And then feel free to take it anywhere on the duck side if you're seeing anything appealing there. That, that top line for the Wild has been uh, interesting and uh, pretty dynamic recently. Caprizov uh, is just a you know, heck of a goal scorer and uh, you know, creator, uh, playing really, really well. The pairing with him and Zook seems to be uh, really connecting well as well. Uh, so that line's been going off pretty nicely. Uh, not a good defensive unit by any means. You can turn the puck around on them pretty easily. Uh, 147-01 together, 44.27% Corsi 4 with their leading 12-8 uh, to 8 goals for advantage. Uh, that's a 60% actual, but again, it's a 44.51% uh, uh, expected. So they're getting a little bit lucky generating some chances and, uh, and converting on things that maybe they shouldn't, or maybe they should just be getting beat coming back the other way. 22 to 27 uh, high danger chances trailing there, but five to five in uh, conversions. So definitely getting the job done, uh, but not a good defensive unit. Um, but for our purposes, we can get to them. And I think the field is probably a little light on them coming in under 5% across the board on both sites. Not expensive. Caprizov, uh, the most expensive player under, uh, well, 6K on uh, on DK, 5.9 on uh, on FanDuel. Pretty easy top line to get to, and I think they've got uh, you know some uh, some good attributes there. And uh, going up against just a really bad uh, Ducks team, 29th in the league with 108 goals against, uh, 30th in the league, 70 goals for. So they're not doing a lot. There's not a lot to love about getting to anything really on uh, the Ducks side of things. If you wanted to fire away with some of uh, the top line, fine, you're playing a top line. There's some talent in, you know, Getzloff and Rakel still. Uh, the second line is a little bit interesting. And again, cheap and nobody on them with uh, Zegres, Henrique, and uh, Troy Terry playing together. Uh, only 17.52 sample. Sub 40% Corsi four, given up one goal and not scored one, uh, but generated four high danger chances and given up three. And I think there's just some talent on that line uh, that nobody's really looking at. They're not a good team, but I think that could be a sneaky line uh, to play where, you know, throw them into not a lot of your lineups, but mix them in here and there where you need something cheap to get to with some of these big expensive lines. I think it could pay off. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing on the duck side, thinking about playing line here is uh, who's going to get the Erickson at Greenway, uh, Johansson line. I know usually it's been Felino up there. He's been hurt, but Erickson at Greenway is a really amazing shutdown uh, line. And so they're going to go up against Getzlaff Kell. That's a line I don't really want a part of on a 10-game slate. I would rather dip down to the Henry line, like you said. So I'm with you there. I am a little worried about the ownership on the Hartman-Parisian-Fiala line. I think 
by the time we get to lock, it might be closer to even on those top two lines in terms of ownership. And so I'm fine playing either of the top two Minnesota lines. I would like to see the Fiala, Parisi, uh, Hartman line come down in ownership uh, to feel a little bit more confident about them. But uh, yeah, good spot for Minnesota. I mean, both their lines filler priced uh, or maybe just a little bit above the, the filler uh, benchmark, but both good plays, both going to get really quality matches against Duck, uh, Ducks depth and uh, no John Gibson. So they don't have an elite goalie in there anymore. Miller's a, a quality backup, but uh, definitely a guy I wouldn't be afraid to target again. So mostly just Minnesota for me, maybe, uh, like you said, some Henrik Zegras and Troy Terry. What about defensemen? Anyone popping out to you? Ian Cole, Suter. I mean, no Dumba for the wild. Maybe Cole gets a little bit more run or Spurgeon for 4K. Not a bad play there. Yeah, those guys make some sense as uh, as values for sure. Uh, and if you can get to uh, you know somebody on the uh, on the power play with the, with that unit where they should be fairly dynamic against uh, yeah a backup goaltender who has had a nice career, but uh, with this defense and these lines in front of him, uh, he's only at the eight eighty seven percent eighty seven point seven percent save percentage this year. So struggling in his nine games this year uh, playing in, in behind this team. Uh, so I think this is definitely a spot you can attack with power play and a spot we can uh, work in some of these cheap defensemen. Uh, and then on the duck side of things, if you are going to that second unit, uh, we've got them uh, as the top power play and uh, Chattenkirk's been playing on that top power play. He's cheap. He's unowned. Uh, I think he scored last night, night before. Um, so I think you can get to him. Uh, two goals, 11 assists on the year, 41 block shots. even. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah, not, not a bad call there, especially for a one-off guy, top power play. Uh, Drysdale, uh, 2,900, a guy I'll also probably have a little bit of. But, uh, yeah, mostly just about the Minnesota forwards here. So, yeah. I, I don't want to leave out the Greenway line, but I think they're just going to be more focused on shutting down Getzlaff and Raquel. Now, that's definitely a line they can score against. Greenway, is, or uh, Erickson X has been scoring a lot this season. Um, so, you can go to Minnesota three, but – think just based on matchups, uh, the top two lines are going to have a lot better uh, better chances to score here. Let's go to Colorado, Arizona, 3.3 implied total for the Avs, 2.3 for the Yotes. Philip Grubauer uh, expected to go against Antti Ranta for the Yotes. Yotes put back their top line, their only good line really that they've had all season, Schmaltz with Keller and Garland. Uh, I believe that was on Thursday night, maybe Wednesday night. And they scored two goals instantly. Now that was against the Ducks. So this is going to be a little bit different. In fact, maybe the complete opposite matchup against the Avs here, who just smoked Minnesota two times in a row uh, over the weekend. Um, they are pretty much back to full strength. I don't think they're missing anyone of note. Uh, they look impossible to score on. Um, they're just absolutely stacked. Would you have any interest in going to Arizona one though, a line that, I'm sure you've got the numbers. They've been pretty good at five on five. Yeah, I mean, they're they're in play because they are pretty good together and there's just nobody there ownership-wise. Yeah. We're talking about a team, uh, or a line rather, uh, under 2% owned across the board on DK, under 1% except for uh, Garland, who's just at 1.2% on FanDuel. I think you can go to them just based on that, regardless of the matchup. That said, yeah, they're a talented line. They're going up against a team with a team Corsi 4 of 58.86. That's just dominant puck possession. Team save percentage, 91.6. Uh, if it's Grubauer, he's at a 929 save percentage this year in his 24 starts. 
It's always Grubauer, so that uh, makes a lot of sense that it would be him. Uh, and just, you know, uh, to your point, a dominant team to go up against. Um, but yeah, there's not going to be anybody on that line. They are 198-27 uh, together. They're, as a unit, they're a 56.4% Corsi 4, so they've got, you know, good cut control skills as well. 14 to 6 goals for advantage, which is 70%, uh, but down to an expected uh, goals advantage, still pretty strong at 56.52%. 45 uh, to 23 in high danger chances. So they generate a lot more high danger than they, uh, than they give up seven to four in conversion. So they're converting them more than they've given up. It's a good line. Uh, there's not much else to like the second line immediately drops down very small sample, but uh, 44 and change uh, Corsi four trailing in goals four pretty badly trailing in high danger chances. So they get ugly pretty fast over there. Uh, but I think if you're going to Arizona, it's that top line. Yeah. For sure. I think for me, it's Arizona one or just move on to the next team. I don't care how cheap the second and third lines are. None of them are going to have good matchups. Uh, not only are Colorado's forwards quality, but their defensemen are even better, uh, maybe, maybe better, actually. Um, and so, like, you're just not getting a good match at all. So I either want a, a really good five on five line or you hope they get there in the power play. And that's that's really just Arizona one. So other lines not interested in on Arizona. I am interested in a whole three of the Colorado lines. Uh, start with the top one, just amazing numbers. Just they, they look unstoppable right now after the couple of games with Minnesota. This is some weaker competition for sure. Ownership is going to be in check just because, you know, we talked about the Rangers. Looks like a lot of people are going to go there. We haven't talked about uh, Winnipeg in Vancouver. Uh, it's a 10 game slate. I mean, there's a bunch of different spots, but I think Colorado one is a priority for me. Colorado two, their numbers have been really good uh, at five on five, which I didn't, I haven't noticed, but they've been rocking at five on five. And so Kadri's 6,500. Yeah. But you get cheap line mates, Saad and Burakovsky. So someone was mentioning their numbers or their minutes were down a little bit in the last couple of games, but I think that was as Cliffy pointed out, just because, uh, they were crushing the opponent. And so they didn't need to play their, their top guys up their third and fourth lines, get a little bit more run. Uh, Colorado three, decent filler with like an Edmonton one. If you're looking for a really, really cheap third line, that's going to get uh, awesome matchups against this Arizona depth. But yeah, it's pretty much all about Colorado or 1% owned Arizona one. Talk about like being overweight on lines uh, that we believe in. I do believe in this line. And so if I get to five or 7% in MME and uh, they're at one or 2%, I'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah. You're nicely leveraged at the field at that point. Uh, and you're not risking a big uh, chunk of your lineups. If you're playing 150, you're only, you know, carve off 7% and get the, that far above the field. That's a, that's a nice little advantage. Just a quick uh, on that Colorado third line, since it was another of the third uh, lines that I flagged. Only 63-minute sample together, but 68.94% Corsi 4 advantage. 7-1 to one in goals 4, uh, which is an 87.5% actual goals 4 advantage, but the expected is 66.57. They've been really strong. So 11-9 uh, to nine in high danger chances, 4-1 to one in uh, conversions on those. Just really like the, uh, that sneaky little third line there with uh, Don Squid, Joston, and uh, Nikushin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Colorado is just crazy stacked right now. So if they can stay healthy uh... – obviously a cup contender but probably the cup favorite i don't know what the current odds are right now they have to be top three right now and maybe maybe number one I'm not exactly sure but they look real tough to target against winnipeg vancouver uh 3.1 implied total for the jets 2.9 for the canucks hellebuck and demko are your confirmed goalies um 
just Winnipeg one night. We've been talking about them for a while. I don't know if you've been catching the shows when you haven't been on Terry, but I've been talking about Winnipeg one pretty much all season. Feels like a good spot. What do you say? Yeah, it feels like a good spot. It looks like a good spot. They rank out pretty well for us uh, and not getting crazy uh, over-owned either. Uh, they're like right in line uh, with their uh, on the top stacks board mm-hmm. with their ownership and their uh, probability of being in the top two stacks. That's actually true for uh, both of the top lines. They're ranked right next to one another, both inside the top 10 in our top stacks tool. Uh, and the second line is uh, a little bit uh, more expensive, getting a little bit less ownership and a better leverage score. So I like both of those uh, those top units uh, for the Jets. Uh, the top line, 157 minutes together, 48.81% Corsi four. We can excuse that. They're a good line. Six to seven goals for giving up one more than they've uh, allowed, which is a 46.15 actual, but a 53.99 expected uh, advantage. Uh, five to one uh, in converting high danger chances. Uh, only two more generated, 35 to 33, but uh, good at converting them. Uh, the second line, 125 minute sample, uh, 51.82 Corsi four, six to six in goals, which is obviously 50%. But again, they in expected they edge up a little bit, 52.55 expected, giving up more high danger than uh, they've generated, but uh, not not terrible there. And I think uh, you know everything that we're seeing in terms of uh, Alex's simulations and the probability of them being one of the top two stacks makes a lot of sense to work them into our plans as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, Winnipeg one's been giving up a little bit defensively, but like they've still been generating a ton of chances yeah. uh, offensively. They are fully correlated on the power play. You guys know how much I love full power play correlations, especially for a line that's reasonably priced. You talked about the ownership. It's not like they're crazy over-owned. Um, and that's really all that matters on a 10 game slate. So I think it's a great spot. Vancouver takes as many penalties as anyone uh, 14 more times shorthanded than anyone else this season. Now second place is Tampa and they played four more games. So little bit of a trick there but uh they're right up there in time shorthanded per game in terms of being one of the worst teams so great team to target against uh second line you only get connor on the uh top power play but uh if you want to play the second line um and just full stack them with Ehlers, Dubois and connor i really like that as well so absolutely love winnipeg i think everyone's gonna like them tonight at the very least but I'm not forgetting about uh, the Horvat Besser Hoglander line. I think they're going to see the most time against Shifley, Stas, and Wheeler. I mentioned they've been giving up a lot of chances at five on five in their own end. And so I think if Vancouver scores their 2.9, three goals, whatever it is uh, that they're expected to score at a, at a medium, median outcome basis, uh, Horvat Besser, I think, could have a pretty big game here. You get Hoglander for 3,300, uh, or you can go with. Uh, Horvat, Besser, and JT Miller, and just power play stack these uh, these Canucks. So really like both sides here, specifically line one for uh, the Vancouver side or the power play with Hughes at 4,600. I also need to mention uh, Nate Schmidt moved up to the top pairing with Alex Edler. So he's probably in for a minute's boost. He was getting around 20, but maybe you bump him up to like 22, 23, more where Edler's been getting, and he's just $3,200 tonight. Yeah, that makes him relevant. That's that's interesting at that price for sure. If we're getting a few extra minutes out of that, so that's uh, one to keep in mind as a yeah, as a pretty cheap blue liner there. Yeah. I think you're right on uh, on the Vancouver side of things. I think the uh, top two lines are uh, pretty much in play for me. Uh, that second line, little uh, lesser than the other one. Neither one is good at puck possession, but really neither team here is good at puck possession. Yeah. 
as a team, uh, Vancouver's got a 46.47% Corsi 4 in uh, their 35 games. Uh, and Winnipeg's got a 47.43 in their 31 games. So both below average in puck possession. We could just see a lot of fireworks in this game. This might be one to just kind of load up on uh, on both sides to uh, some degree and just hope that the game goes off, uh, you know, just back and forth and uh, a lot of goal scoring. Uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, potential for the power play and the opportunities that uh, Vancouver gives up. Keep in mind also uh, the stat from before, uh, Ottawa was trailing, uh, was ahead of only them for worst in the league uh, by 19 goals, but that makes the Canucks second worst in the league in goals against. 110 goals against this year, 30th in the league. So definitely a team that can be scored on, and the Jets are sixth with 100 goals for, uh, so very good scoring team. So uh, could be some fireworks here. Yeah, I think a lot of fireworks indeed. That's going to be a game I'm heavily exposed to. So looking forward to uh, hopefully having a sweat during this late slate. So let's let's go to the Blues and the Golden Knights. It is a 2.6 implied total for St. Louis, 3.1 for Vegas. Bennington, uh, he's confirmed for the Blues. Not sure if it's going to be Leonard or Fleury. I haven't seen much Vegas news. And they're important because Max Pacioretty was a late scratch uh, yesterday afternoon. I would think he, he's probably not playing if we haven't heard anything by Locke, um, but maybe we've heard something. And I'm, I'm just missing. I was trying to look up on my other screen over here. But uh, so if, if Patrick, if we have news, feel free. Someone let me know in the Slack, but I'm just going to assume that he's out. and It's going to be Tuck, Stevenson and Stone, normal Vegas too. Um, what do you like in this one? Yeah, I was just scrolling the, uh, the Slack channel to see if anybody had it. It looks like they're all talking about that. <laughs> Top shots? <laughs> it, it, yeah, they're talking top shot in the NHL uh, slack. So nobody has the uh, patchy ready news, but uh, right, that's <laughs> Vegas so, too. Uh, very highly owned. What do you what do you think about that here? A twenty plus percent is that? Can that be right? The good line. That is a ridiculously high uh, amount of ownership, though. I didn't realize that. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we've got uh, Carlson and Smith both up over twenty uh, percent. Marcheseau doesn't come up on my screen just because of weird naming conventions with him. Uh, for ownership, but I imagine he's right there as well. Um, they're not expensive. 4,600 for Carlson, yeah. 35 for uh, Riley Smith. That's probably what's driving a good uh, a good portion of that. So uh, as a unit, uh, pretty good 717-minute sample, 56.95% uh, Corsi 4, so good puck possession, 5 on 5, 35 to 30 goals uh, for advantage, uh, which is 53.85 actual and they actually project out better with a 57.83% uh, expected goals for advantage, 148 to 116 in high danger chances, converting more of them than they're giving up. So I think there's talent on that line, but if they're owned at that degree, I think there are definitely other spots to consider. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on for sure. See where that ownership uh, lands before lock the top line with uh, stone Stevenson and tuck. If they're together, uh, they're owned, you know, a fraction of that, a quarter of uh, what the second line is owned. And I think there's certainly talent on that line. Uh, only 52-28 together, uh, 44.19. Corsi 4 is a little ugly. Only scored one goal, 6-9 uh, in uh, high danger chances. But I just think, you know, overall with the talent there, uh, and Tuck is a decent player, I think they fill in pretty well. And if you're pivoting to that at that much lower ownership, it makes some sense. Um, Blues are a team that we can attack 20th in the league, 90 goals given up. Um, so I think there's, you know, some logic in going to, uh, that top line. If you get patchy ready on it, so much the better with him for 72, 25 sample, 59.47 Corsi four, 44 to 15 goals scored advantage, uh, with a 65.43 expected goals for percentage advantage. That's just a tremendous line. 
So uh, yeah. if you get Pacioretty, ready, fire away for sure. But I think you can go to it without him. Yeah, I, I like Vegas one a lot. I'm glad to see they're coming in at low ownership. I mean, I like the second line, but not for this kind of ownership on a 10-game slate. So if they come down to 12 13%, yeah, I'll definitely have them in a, a good portion of my lineups. But uh, I think I'll be over on Vegas one. I'm giving them a little bit of a pass. You, you call out the numbers for uh, Tuck, Stevenson, and Stone together. Now, they've only played a few games together. I believe two, maybe three of those games were on the road against Minnesota. And so I talked about the Erickson at Greenway line. I think that was when Felino was healthy. And so uh, I'm giving them a little bit of a pass for their numbers. I think they're uh, going to carry play tonight, assuming they, those three are together. No Pareko still for the Blues. They've just been, yeah, they've been a team you can target against. And so uh, I like Vegas one a lot, uh, like the low ownership. Um, do what you want with Vegas too. They're going to be your chalk filler with your Edmonton ones, your Colorado ones. Um, so just try not to get duped if you play them, I guess. They're a perfectly fine play. They're underpriced. They're a good line. Um, so you could find a line that's similarly priced for 2% ownership. And so that, that's my only problem with Vegas too, if they're going to be this highly owned. Theodore, 6,300. Right now he is, let's see, he's probably my fifth or sixth highest owned defenseman tonight. Um, but I really like him for 6,300. And then Martinez is your guy if you're going to Vegas too and you're looking to uh, correlate. Actually, it looks like they switched up the power plays. Maybe it is Theodore with uh, the Vegas second line. I'm not sure. You can play either of those guys. Oh, that's true, yeah. So I'm not really on St. Louis. Uh, If you got anything quick on them, feel free. Otherwise, we can move it on to the last game of the night. I think if you're playing them, it's that top line. Uh, you've got a decent sample on Schwartz and Shen playing together and uh, an okay sample on uh, the top line as, as it's comprised. Uh, but I don't love it against this Vegas team. I think they're too good defensively. Um, if it's Linaire, he's at uh, eight, nine, four uh, save percentage in six games this year. So you're definitely taking a step down in goaltending there, but I think there's just enough on the ice in front of them that uh, there's no real need to attack Vegas on a 10 game slate. Agreed. Let's go to the Kings and the Sharks. Last game of the night. Hit the like button. Hit us with the subscribe on your way out. We've got about a minute or so to break this one down, but I don't think there's going to be too much that we need to talk about. 2.8 implied total for the Kings. Three for the Sharks. Martin Jones for the Sharks. Probably quick for the Kings. Cal Peterson went last night. Kings on the back-to-back. Marlowe with Hurdle and Meyer. That's the bad news. The good news is that we have uh, San Jose one, but they're going to be popular. So what do you like in here? Yeah, I like San Jose 1. I think San Jose 2 is definitely in play. Uh, full power play correlation across both of those lines. Uh, obviously, you get Brent Burns uh, coming in off the uh, off the blue line, joining the power play, so make sure you work him in when you're going to it. Um, but definitely, you know, quality scoring, 359-minute uh, sample, 53.74, uh, Corsi 4 for that top line, uh, and leading uh, significantly in their expected goals for advantage. On the other side of things, uh, the Kings, 910 minutes together on that top line, 52.74, Corsi 4. Good goals for advantage uh, on the actual, but comes down to right about even money on uh, the expected. 137 to 153 high danger chances. They're okay, but they're not one of my go-tos. They do have full power play correlation. You can work Drew Doughty in there. They've been playing better uh, on the fly. I had a nice little piece about Doughty and uh, Kopitar and how they're playing better uh, and talking about it and talking a lot about wanting to make a playoff run and everything together. But uh, I don't know that tonight's their night. Um, but you can you can work them in. They're not uh, extremely highly owned, not overly expensive except for uh, Kopitar. Yeah, I think Kings 1 is fine. That's probably the target for me on the Kings. Um Reasonable ownership, sub 5%. Don't mind that. Uh, I want to stack San Jose too, but it would probably just be two mans with Hurdle and Meyer. Marlowe, not 
guy you really want to play for DFS. I will say he is correlated with Hurdle and Meyer on the secondary power play, and that's the Brent Burns power play right now. So maybe not the worst thing in the world to include Marlowe for min salary, but I'm really focused on San Jose one in this spot. Really like him. I don't like that their ownership is very high, so that's why I'm, I'm getting to a little bit more of like Vegas one, some other lower owned stacks in their price range, but they're a great play, I think, tonight, especially against non-Cal Peterson, who's been insanely good for the Kings recently. So pretty good slate. Uh, anything else we need to uh, wrap this one up? No, man, I think we uh, covered it top to bottom. I'm glad we had that extra five minutes. Yeah, that was helpful. We could have used a, an extra five probably with these <laughs> 10 gamers, but we've had good Monday slates. Thank you, everybody, for dropping by. It will be myself and either Cliffy or Josh. I can never remember the schedule. Every day is the same when you do DFS content. Good luck tonight, and we will see you tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.